Thanks for joining us tonight uh, at School Psyched Podcast. We're really happy to be here. Um, a couple of things that we're going to be talking about. Our overall topic is School Psychology Awareness Week Spa, which is coming up. So we're, we're kind of getting pumped and want to see how you guys are preparing for that and if anybody's doing anything really fun. Um, we've got an awesome guest who has a background in music, and we'll talk about that a little bit. But you may know him from YouTube and some of his School Psych songs. We're going to talk about just general prep for spa. Um, and um, some of the things that NASP has been doing and some of the resources that they have up there, including the videos and, and the Twitter chat that they just had, which was a blast. Um, and then we also um, might talk a little bit about uh, Sykes collaborating with other disciplines, especially um, social workers, given um, our guest's background. But anyways, my name is Rachel. I'm a school psychologist, and I'm working in Maryland. Rebecca? Hi, I'm Rebecca. I'm a school psychologist in the state of Connecticut, and I want to tell you guys that I have posted um, a bunch of links on School Psyched podcast page on Facebook, so just look at um, for those links under the top podcast. We'll maybe referring to them. Included in those links are Jay's great spa videos from years past, um, and also you can, I, we're hoping to hear your questions, comments, ideas for spa week. Um, so please feel free to post them there on Facebook, on School Psych to Your School Psychologist, the other Facebook page, on Twitter using the hashtag Psyched Podcast, or very simply right next to our YouTube video. I'll be checking for notifications and I'm hoping to include your comments and questions in our discussion. And now here's Eric. Hi, I'm Eric, and I'm a school psychologist in Connecticut as well, and I'm subbing for Anna. And I would like to introduce our guest. So this evening we have Jay Peterson, and Jay is a social worker. He graduated in 2005 with an MSW from Dominican University in River Forest, Illinois. He's worked as a school social worker for 10 years and currently works as a school social worker in an elementary school in School District 308 in Oswego, Illinois. And uh, Jay is known for uh, incorporating some creative music uh, into what he's doing with students. And he plays trumpet, piano, guitar, and bass guitar. He's married and has two daughters who are eight and 10. So Jay? Hey, welcome. Hello. Welcome. Well, thanks for having me. I really, really appreciate it. It's, uh, it's great to be here. Yeah. Thanks so much. So, Jay, can you tell us? I was really excited to learn um, the story of how you got started and became what I like to call the School Psychology Awareness Week music king. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. I didn't know it was that big. Well, uh, a few years back, um, years back I, I, I was working at the same school I'm working at now. Um, the school psychologist and really, really good friend of mine, Megan. Um, started working at the school. It was her first year. And she kind of noticed that as I was walking in the halls or I was talking to kids, I would sing a lot, and which is just me anyway. I just like to sing and, and be goofy. Um, and I would change the words to songs. I would be singing popular songs and just something popped into my head and I'd start changing the words to songs. So it's getting to be September, October. And she finally just comes up to me one day and says, you know, this is School Psychologist Awareness Week. Um, like something I've never heard of before, um, but um, but that was it. And she said we should write a song for that. I'm like, oh, okay. So I don't know. I was goofing around, and I have I just I don't know why, but I have a knack for kind of spoofing songs. Um, and so thinking about um, and so you know my downtime at home or whatever, I just kind of came up with some lyrics, 
Um, and we were goofing around in my office one day and she recorded it. And that's as far as I thought it would go. Um, I thought we were just having fun. And I think, I think the first song was to Hakuna Matata by Lion King. And we were just goofing around and, and, and she thought it was great. And then lo and behold, I heard that she posted it and, or sent it to, to NASP somehow. Um, and she told me about it. She sent me the link and she said, NASP has retweeted this or sent it on whatever. Um, and then, and then she kept on showing me the hits on uh, YouTube, 2000 hits, 3000 hits and Facebook and everything. And I was like overwhelmed by that. Cause it was really just meant to be uh, a kind of cool thing between friends, um, as more of a respect for psychologists, um, that I have, I, I think psychology, school psychology is a wonderful profession. Um, and it was just more to be more between us friends. Um, and so when it kind of exploded like that, um, she made me do another one the next year. It's like, this, this has got to, you got to do another one. <laughs> I did another one and then another one. And from there, it's just been something that I kind of start planning for now. It's kind of fun for me now. So um, I, I definitely do it in honor of you guys. I don't do it for the fame or for the hits. I do it um, just because I really respect the profession. Um, and I really think, you know, I've made a ton of great friendships and I've learned so much. Um, there's so many things you don't learn in, in grad school. And there's so many things you don't learn when you're, even going through the you know the days and of learning at a school or working at a school, um, and I've had some great school psychs that I've been um, had the pleasure of working with that have taught me so much. So if I can give back just a little bit by just creating some funny songs and posting them to YouTube, I am more than happy to do that. So, so that's kind of the, the story, and and there will be a new one. I promise there will be a new one. <laughs> Ball is coming up in a, in a week or two, so uh, just be, be on the lookout for for that YouTube channel. I'm sure it'll get retweeted and. And sent out by a whole bunch of school sites. So. For sure, yes. we we always look forward to your songs every year, Jay. They are just hilarious and fun, and they really capture this really nice spirit and energy of School Psychology Awareness Week. So we're so grateful for that, and it was so good. Yeah, yeah, loved your story too. I bet your friend is so proud. <laughs> <laughs> He's the one that kind of took it off. So yeah, we're we're both kind of we're both kind of amazed by how it, how far it got. But yeah, it's fun. Cool. Can you give us a little hint uh, about what, what's going to come this year? Well, when I usually write songs, I kind of look at what's kind of hot um, in pop culture at the time. So uh, outside of Hukuna Matata. Um, but I know I did one of the songs on uh, Watch Me Whip a Nene. And one of the songs was uh, um, all about the Basque, which was all about the bass. I think one was uh, um, What Does the Fox Say? I think that was the theme. So what's popular in current culture right now is... The musical Hamilton, um, and I don't know how many school psychologists out there have, have seen the musical Hamilton or have heard of that music, um, but the new Spa song will be will be a rap to one of the Hamilton songs, and that's about as far as I can give you right now. So that's kind of a um, that's kind of a, a, a little taste of, of what it will be. That's awesome. That's yeah. like um, you heard it here first. <laughs> Breaking news. Yeah. Breaking news. That's awesome. So, can you tell us a little bit, Jay, about how you um, have been all along using music in your work? I know you mentioned that you um, were always making up song lyrics for your work with kids. Sure. Well, I, I, I have a background in, in actually um, working with high school kids. Um, and then eventually got to junior high in Oswego, and then eventually 
um, got down to elementary school. And I, I actually, when I was started to work in elementary school, I was terrified just because it's not my, it wasn't my skill set. And so I was wondering how I was going to be able to communicate with these kids and, 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 and reach them in a way that's going to be meaningful to them. Um, and also about the time that I started working in elementary school, um, the school I worked at had uh, a few special ed programs, a few, a few special um, self-contained special ed programs. One of them was um, an autism program. One of them was a life skills program. Um, and they were kind of low-functioning kids, um, non, some of nonverbal, um, in general, just kind of low-functioning. So I didn't necessarily know from my high school skill set how to engage these kids and, and, and help them grow socially and emotionally. Um, and so it was kind of a lot of learning for me. Um, and so I finally connected, um, and uh, one these programs also had music therapy coming through them. So I, I observed a couple of music therapy sessions um, for these classrooms, and I was like, I play guitar too. Um, I could probably figure out some sort of incorporation how to do that. So I started going in and doing groups with these kids, um, you know, first, second, third graders, low functioning, nonverbal, um, and, and just started making games out of these songs um, and would do um, use some popular children's musicians um, and just play guitar and um and, and, and have groups where they're sharing or they're singing or they're dancing and they're following directions. And all along, um, they're growing from where they are, at least, um, in their social-emotional skills in terms of how um, they're understanding sharing or how they're understanding following directions. So just like very basic stuff. And to watch their faces light up while I'm playing guitar and we're singing songs, I was like, I'm going to start using this more. Um, and it was just amazing to, for the connection that we got. Um, and the kids just faces just lit up whenever I went to the classroom and started doing these groups. Um, and from there, I just started um, trying to incorporate music much more into my work with special ed population, um, the autism life skills, but also work with gen ed population. Um, I would um, start playing um, guitar in some of my um, uh, my regular education groups or go and play guitar into um, classrooms. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with, with Second Step, which is kind of a very evidence-based social work uh, or social emotional curriculum, where there's sure. some music things that go along with that. Instead of just popping the CD in, I would learn the songs and just sing the songs with the kids, and it just it, it was just amazing. Um, I'd go into first-grade classrooms, and instead of, like I said, popping the CD in, singing along with them and engaging with them just made it so much more meaningful to them. Um, so having that skill set of, of music and inc incorporating it with um, being the social worker at my school, I just think really, really um, helped me engage the kids in just different meaningful ways. Um, but then again, that was my skill set. So um, I just used what I had um, in a corporation with uh, my education to just kind of merge that in um, just, to, just to reach the kids in different ways. So um, continue to find that, that um, I'm always challenging myself to find um, music um, and, and use music in just different ways with kids in, in school. So... That's that was great. Long Sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, and I'm thinking I, I do second step as well. And um, it just popped the CD and I never thought, you know, yeah. bring my guitar in. I keep a guitar in, in the office, but um, I think that's a great idea. You know, Second and, Step doesn't necessarily post the, the, the music, so I had to kind of had to figure that out myself. But um, but I think it's just a different way to engage kids. Um, yeah. So and when you're doing in person live, it just it just makes more sense. It makes it makes you look more engaged as the as the presenter and the and the counselor. Sure. Um, you're doing it that way too. So. Oh, I think kids would love it. I I think that's great. Yep. 
Now, some of us, you know, watching, um, it, it's so great uh, to have another profession like school social workers to collaborate with and, and sure. that kind of speak our same language. I've worked mm -hmm. in a couple different districts and I've seen different models for social workers um, and different levels of how involved they are with psychologists. Um, mm -hmm. For example, in North Carolina, um, social workers mostly, you know, found resources for families. They um, would help with truancy and things like that. They didn't actually do any counseling or, or any testing. Um, in Maryland, where I'm at now, they do a lot of counseling um, and not so much testing. And I think that you, you do some of the testing, too. Do you want to just tell us about what your social worker role is and how that meshes? Sure. And, you know, and it, may, it may vary from state to state, like you mentioned, and also probably district to district. Um, I happen to work in Illinois, um, and Illinois is one of the states, probably one of the highest um, percentages of school social workers um, that work in our schools. Um, and at least the model, and I, I don't want to speak to it for every district, but at least in my district, or at least most in the state, um, school, district, um, school social workers take the lead um, in the counseling. Um, with gen ed kids and special ed kids providing that resource um, through that IEP minutes, um, but as well as to um, um, as well as to um, working just in that general counsel counseling role and definitely the social emotional lead in the building. That is not to say, though, I don't do any kind of testing, special ed kind of testing. I would do um, the kind of the social emotional realm um, basks. Um, we do help with Connors and, and, and things like that. Um, I've, I've helped with other things, and I'm, I'm learning a lot more things, but it's mainly through, um, through the school psychs have been a really great help in terms of the diagnostician, in terms of um, looking at the, the data um, through, we might have a parent or, or a kid fill out a Basque or, or a Connors, but then looking at it through a diagnostician. But I've been blessed to be able to say that my school psychologists are really, considering the ones if we're going to do a BASC and looking at, and that's going to drive SEL goals, social emotional goals, and I'm going to be the one that's providing that, that, that counseling, and I'm going to be one that's writing that goal, then we have to collaborate with that and just looking at where is this kid at and where do we want them to be in a year um, in, terms of, in terms of that. So, um, so it's really, really beneficial to have a school psychologist that can assist with the academic testing and with some of the, the gen ed uh, RTI stuff, um, but as well as... I've, I've really pushed my school psychologists to help with um, with groups when they can, whether it be you know, ADHD groups or whether it be um, counseling groups for kids that have um, gone through major family changes, um, things like that. But um, they're looking to me for more for, for that lead in that. Um, but I'm also kind of pulling them along, making sure I know that they have that experience and I know you've got education and, and counseling and clinical realm too. So even though that's not necessarily the role in Illinois all the time, uh, I'm definitely trying to, to, uh, to, to grab them. Um, get that um, when I can. So, um, like I said, I've been blessed to have great school psychologists that I've collaborated with. So I know that's not always the case, but um, that that collaborative role is so key, um, especially between between professions. That's great. Are you using the BASC as a universal screener, um, or primarily for like baseline and progress monitoring for IEP goals? Right now, it's used as, a, at least in my districts, um, we're working on universal screeners. I think that there's a lot of using universal screeners that are, that are out there, um, but a lot of them are not necessarily for everybody. Maybe it's just more of a tier two screener kind of thing. So we're looking at different tiers. So my district's working on that. So right now, um, the BASC is used primarily as a, um, a diagnostic tool for um, when we open up domains on a kid or open up an avail. Okay. Um, 
So that's what our district uses as, but I know others, I know, uh, I think believe there's something called the BESS, which is more of a screener um, that Pearson puts out before the BASC. Um, I'm kind of piloting this thing called the SDQ this year, which is more of a universal screener com um, coming out of uh, a play, uh, organization in the UK. Um, it was free, but I think they're going to start char a charge model, so we'll see if that okay. where that goes. But um, so we're looking at just just kind of piloting and actually say that. But I'm working with the district to kind of um, get more of a universal screener for SCL as well. So that's great. Um, we had a question that came up in the chat. Just somebody um, wanted to know if you might be willing to share a sample report. <laughs> what what do your reports kind of look like? You're doing a battle. My report, um, when I write a report, um, usually most of my reports come out of a report that the state of Illinois wants us to do called the Social Developmental Study. Um, and that would, the main source is the data we get from that, at least the social workers. We do an interview with the parent. We do some sort of an interview or just kind of checking in with the teacher. Um, and I like to do in my social developmental study is always interview the kid. Um, I think even if they're five years old and they're in kindergarten, I think sometimes lost is when we come to the meeting, um, come to this big three-year reeval or initial IEP meeting. Um, we have, uh, we may have an OT, we may have a speech path, we may have a, a, a teacher, we may have a psychologist, a social worker, um, and they're all coming to the table with their information and their data, and that's perfect. Um, but I think um, one of the things that's always lost is sometimes with the kid. Um, so I always want to be that, 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 uh, that kind of that, that, that's that voice for the kid and see where, where they think they're at and where they like school. So more specifically though, um, and how to report on the Basque, um, that's usually a collaborative role between uh, myself and the psychologist currently in my district, at least most times it does actually get the actual blurb of the Basque gets actually put in the psychology report. Um, so I don't usually get the report on that, but I'm aiding in the, um, the, the, the kind of looking at the data and as well as to drive goals um, currently. So, but I know there's different ways to report on it and how if it's a paragraph or it's a couple of pages, um, depending on um, depending on what that looks like. So per your what your district wants to do with you too. So I don't necessarily know I have a sample, um, but I probably could get that one of those offline if if uh, if I can get an email or something. I could probably do that. Um, let's see. So I'm just I'm tweeting as we're talking because. Um, I'm getting, I'm trying to be more and more uh, Twitter savvy, <laughs> if I can. But one of the, one of the things that um, I love about your work, and especially for School Psych Awareness Week, um, is how your music can create this, um, this feeling of um, awareness for our roles in the building, but mm -hmm. uh, um, but also um, with kids, like you know, for, so for each other, um, what we can do to inspire each other um, to have a great not only school psych awareness week, but ha just have a, um, an impact in our buildings, and also our work with kids to really make connections um, with our students. And so I'm wondering um, uh, about what other kinds of um, spa resources people are using out there that, or what, how else are people creating um, this positive energy in their building and how else are they uh, expressing um, their enthusiasm for their, for the field and for their roles. I, I did post on school psych podcast page 
um, as I said, your your videos, and I also posted the NASP uh, School Psych Awareness Week resources, which are wonderful, and include a short little video from Rachel, Anna, and I on um, introducing um, yourself to students, maybe at the beginning of the year or to um, at, to a new group. Uh, but what else is going on out there? What do you all do? I'll, I'll just pose this question to anybody. What do you all do for School Psychology Awareness Week? Um, and what resources do you look to? And I'll say, like, on my end, um, one of the associations, um, my countywide association, like, at our last staff meeting, they handed out, like, the little footprints template and whatnot and just kind of were like, here, you know, use that um, because that's one of the um, resources that NASP has up on the website is the little um, footprints activity there, um, and I thought that was cool. As, I, as we were talking, though, I'm, I was kind of thinking, um, I mean, NASP has a lot of good stuff that's free on the website, and then they also have kind of the members only, um, some things like that. Does anybody know, maybe some people, maybe some NASP people watching might know, um, if you're not a school psychologist, are you able to get a, subs like, a membership to access, like, I'm just thinking about our social worker friends out there who, you know, would benefit from the resources that NASP has. Is there a non-psych membership for NASP? I'm not sure. Do you happen to know anyone, Rebecca? I don't. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either, although I do know that um, some people that work for NASP or come from other fields. Um, so it's, it's um, possible. And um, I did post also from NASP, a document um, about the differences between um, the differences in the collaboration possibilities uh, among school psychologists and school social workers. So it seems as though this is something NASP has thought about. <laughs> the, 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 um, it was actually posted by uh, a school, St. Mary's College, it looks like, but it's from the National Association of School Psychologists, and the title is, What's the Difference Between a School Psychologist? Oh, this is School Counselor, but School Social Worker is mentioned here, I believe. Um, so there's, you know, there's so many of us that are um, trained in mental health supports, but uh, the training is different in all three of those um, programs, School Counselor, um, School Social Worker, and I think that one of the differences uh, is um, we have, um, and in my program where I came from, the different one difference was I had an the school psychologist program had an extra year, and that extra year was um, I think the focus on testing. You know, like the, the assessment piece took up two semesters of um, coursework, but I'm not quite sure. Just do school. Does, do you know if school counselors have? Um, they, I know school counselors do, had the two, had two year program, and we have the three year program. What about school social workers? Do you know what most program? How long most programs are? Typically, it's um, typically it's a two year program, um, and there's typically two um, I guess field placements they're called. Uh -huh. um, one is kind of more of a first year, more it's like a generalist. You could work at a social service agency kind of thing. Um, and if you do want to go the specialty of school psychology at least, or school social work at least. You do need to do an internship. Um, I think it varies the hours, but it's a full school year, full calendar school year at a school. Um, so it's generally a two-year program, not a three, like school psychology. Hmm. Yeah. And how, question, how are you guys structured as far as departments? Like, um, 
I've been in districts where the school psychologists are under special education. The, the place where I'm at now, we're under um, pupil or something, something else. We're in the Office of Psychological Services and we're not under special education where, and we um, kind of co-share that Office of Psych Services with the school social workers in my district. Where, where do you guys fall in your district as far as departments? Sure, um, I think probably mostly, it would probably be under the title of special ed. Um, but because I think um, psychologists and social workers both do so much work in the, at least in our district, in the gen ed realm as well, um, it's not necessarily a um, kind of a absolutely this or absolutely that. Funny you mention that because my um, our district actually was one of the ones just kind of um, the, the special ed co-op that I just that I was working for for nine years just kind of folded, um, and now I am employed through directly through our district. Um, so I was. Psychologists, social workers, speech paths, OTs, PTs, um, we're directly um, under a special ed co-op umbrella, and now we're through the district. So um, I think that, speak, that um, speaks to a bunch of things, but mainly because they understand our role um, um, in, special, in, in, in uh, the general ed population as well, not just kind of the special ed realm off in the corner. So I think it's important to understand School psychologists and school social workers and school counselors um, can have a major role in, in, in working with gen educa general education students as well. So, um, yeah. but I'm sure that's going to vary district to district, state to state, of course. Mm -hmm. Sure. And when, when you're working with um, students in counseling and your um, colleague, the school psychologist, may be doing some assessment, do you guys um, have time before, like, the official meet, uh, PPT meeting or things like that to collaborate on your goals and to so that you can kind of um, learn more about the student together? Do you guys have a system for that, or is it just... Not necessarily always. Um, it depends on the on the kid. If it's a three year um, reeval, and I know the kid well, I would say I've been working with this kid for four, five, six years, um, and it may be just one of these things where um, we're not collecting as much data because we have all this informal data of things we uh, of of things we see in the classroom and, and maybe a behavior chart data, things like that. We can use that. Um, but if it's a brand new student that we don't know, certainly I'm I'm much more um, apt to collaborate with the school psychologist and say. Where is the student um, right now? Let's look at let's look at all the data. If we're using rating scales, or we're doing um, time on task observations, mm -hmm. or we're using behavior rating scale uh, rating scales, we're looking at behavior charts input from the teacher, um, and that's where we kind of drive our services, um, whether it be school social work or whether it be um, any kind of other you know break break choices, things like that, um, calming down choices that they can make. So we're, that's mainly driven by the school psychologist and myself, absolutely. That's awesome. What a great partnership. Yeah. Yeah. And really, so many things are data-driven, and, and uh, we need data to measure progress and, um, you know, what kind of supports the student continues to need or, or reducing support. So that's fantastic. Nice, sure. nice collaboration. Um, I did just Google um, NAS membership, so um, allied <laughs> professionals can join uh, as associate members. So um, other other disciplines, it looks like. Oh, very cool. Okay, yeah. that's great. I like that um, NAS encourages those um, partnerships even outside of our buildings. Yeah, I, I find I learned so much from social workers school social workers and other child um, adolescent social workers 
um, online and through prof their, your professional organizations, um, especially on you know on social on Twitter or Facebook. You guys share a lot of great resources, which I love, like mm -hmm. uh, lesson plans and um, counseling theories and techniques. So mm -hmm. I think that you you guys are. I think. As school psychologists, we're just maybe getting to be able to do more of that, um, sharing and uh, collaborating um, on social media. But it seems like you guys have been doing it for a while. <laughs> and we do that too, but we, we have a pretty nice, at least in my district, we have a pretty big district. And we, um, we PLC, or personal learning community, all the time. Um, and we're constantly sharing resources, what's working in our buildings, what's not working in our buildings. Um, and then just there are just great supports for each other. Um, and I know the school psychologists in my district do as well, where they're gathering either once a month or once a quarter um, to gather resources together, um, and as well as um, just you know share strengths and, and, and concerns and, and frustrations and things like that. So I think that's especially important when we work in these professions that um, um, you can get burned out, you can get you get stressed out um, to be able to know that you're not alone and there's other people that can um, give you a support, whether it be within your district or just nationwide, whether it be just, you know, collaborating resources through your national organizations and um, and sharing resources, social media, things like that. That's wonderful. So yeah, I know social workers do that a lot, but I'm, 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 I see a lot of school psychologist stuff on that too. So that's great. Yeah, yeah. we had um, a comment too. One of our viewers said uh, as far as um, – uh, school psychology awareness week that she thought she was she's thinking of sending a daily um, email to colleagues that's catchy and informative I like that <laughs> a lot too just kind of like a like go team email in the morning would be really nice yeah. <laughs> with some yeah. ideas for the day yeah. sure. one of my districts yeah we were we were required to do something um, which kind of took the fun out of it I, I like <laughs> because you like it um the district that it was like okay you have to do something for spa and you have to document it and, and send it in i was like oh <laughs> pressure yeah well That's since i don't have um, anybody else in my building school social worker or another psychologist but what i like to do since i'm the only one is to um try to foster my relationships with teachers because, you know, I collaborate a lot with, with them, of course. And so if I can send out like, you know, one of those cute little candy bar cards or mm -hmm. those, you know, those kinds of um, just reminders that I appreciate them and I'm grateful for their collaboration and um, you know, that I'm happy to, to have my job. <laughs> so just a reminder that I'm here and if you, if they need me, you know, they know where to find me. So that's what I like to do for School Psychology Awareness Week. Does anybody out there, or, or Eric or Rebecca, or anyone um, feel a little bit awkward about SPA in that, you know, it's kind of like, especially if you're the only one in your building, you're the only school psych, and you come up to people who, like Jay, you said you, you had no idea what SPA Week was. But I didn't know. Like, <laughs> and... It almost seems like it's a hey look at, hey look at me or hey give me yeah. stuff or something like right. that and I don't want it to talk <laughs> week. like that so I always feel very awkward I'm like very cautious how I introduce the spa <laughs> yeah yeah sure. I don't know. So is that just me or is that No, I totally agree. That's why I like to make it about uh, my relationships with teachers because I don't want them to think, hey, it's the week to notice me, people. <laughs> <laughs> to notice and appreciate me. You know, so I try to turn it around. <laughs> right. But um, but I, I like 
I do, you know, and I'm an early career person, so I haven't had to that many spas in general, but um, I like the sentiment of spa that um, creating awareness about what we do and how we can help and how we, you know, want to help. And so that I think is important. And to yeah. focus on that makes it less about sort of celebrating us um, and more about celebrating our work with kids and, and how we can help the already awesome work that other people in our building are doing with kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. Um, just for the same reason, um, you know, we have boss's day and teacher day and nurses day, secretary's day in my school where somebody does a lunch, the kids make cards and I, I don't want to feel like I'm expecting that, you know, or, or, there's Eric seeking attention. But if I focus on uh, relationships with the teachers and, and the support of our role, I think it, it becomes less awkward and, more of an awareness of what we do, which is what the week is for. Sure. And then outside of our buildings, I think it's a great week to kind of, you know, wrap our imaginary arms around each other and just Mm -hmm. say, you know, good job, because our work can be really hard and um, it can be, you know, sometimes just everything in education can be really hard. And um, to to keep that... um, that feeling of encouragement and, you know, progress is really important. And so I, I like that too, outside of the building. I love the spa week posts and um, the resources that people share and the ideas that people share because it's kind of energizing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's good timing, you know, in November. <laughs> yeah. And social media, I know, helps a lot, and that kind of segments us into just bringing up. We talked in the last episode about NASP and Twitter chats and how we are excited about that. And so Rebecca and I were involved in the NASP uh, spa Twitter chat, and it was a, a lot of fun, and it was kind of nerve-wracking because I'm not – super Twitter savvy, (laughs) but there was a lot of good um, discussions and thoughts and, you know, uh, encouragement that came out of that Twitter chat. I don't know. How did, what did you think about it, Rebecca? Yes, I absolutely, it was so much fun. Um, And um, our fabulous friend Clem from NASP is such a uh, Twitter savvy um, person. So he definitely helped us, helped me learn about Twitter chats and how, um, inspiring they can be and I thought um, we together created some really nice interesting questions around um, school psychology awareness week and uh, people were able to comment and share resources I thought it was just like a really feel-good time on Twitter (laughs) and I think that we're working hopefully we're working on getting a sort of a summary of the Twitter chat out there but if you um, look for the hashtag hashtag NAS advocates, um, it'll pro- you'll probably see it because it was only, it wasn't that long ago, right, Rachel? It, it's probably still out there, and you can look for, under all the questions of, for all the um, great ideas that people had to share for what their what school psychology awareness week means to them. What kinds of things have they tried? Are there any barriers? Some of the things we're touching upon tonight in our conversation as well. But, yeah, Twitter chat was definitely fun, and I'm glad that NASP is, is doing um, more of those. It's a nice, also another way to stay inspired and connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so 
So, Jay, when your song, when your new song comes out, we're definitely <laughs> going to be sharing it also on Twitter and uh, looking forward to um, breaking that story, too. Well, thank you. I hope, I hope it is worthy of your of your share and your tweet, tweet and all that. Yes. I have total faith. That's great. <laughs> so. Right. Um, is there, if you guys have any comments or any, any last minute uh, things on how you're celebrating spa and, and what you're doing or any thoughts about anything, um, you know, tweet that to us or put it in the chat box and um, let us know. Cause I think we're getting ready to wrap up unless anybody else has anything else to touch upon. I know the next podcast is looking like um, November 22nd. And we're hopeful to have Dr. Nagulari on. So that's a big name in our field. <laughs> and we've been emailing with him and haven't done so recently. So I'm a little bit like, oh, I, <laughs> I hope he still remembers us <laughs> when we set this up. <laughs> we kind of, you know, got these kind of starstruck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, so, yeah, super excited for that. But. Jay, thank you so much for coming on. And nah. Nah. Oh, thank you so much. It was a blast. Yep. And and for all that you do, we are going to be playing your songs on a That's loop. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> all yeah. right. Well, are you seeing any other comments, Rebecca? Um, I'm not right now. Um, check us out on Twitter, hashtag Psyched Podcast. You'll see some of the um, comments and retweets there. But I think, oh, and NASP advocates. Yes, uh, we had a uh, question about the NASP hashtag to look for the Twitter chat. And actually, you know, um, that hashtag is, oh, and Clem. Clem said we will be sharing a one-pager and a story five from the recent NASP advocates Twitter chat. So, yeah, definitely keep an eye out for that. And it is hashtag NASP advocates. So that's great. And, and just for this conversation, um, look for the hashtag like podcast and come to our Facebook page where you'll see Jay's videos and the NASP resources for spa week. And please feel free too to post any ideas or um, resources that you find too, because we can continue this conversation over time. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Have a great spa week. Bye. Good night.